When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Podcast. As you can see, I'm standing side by side with my co-pilot for this week. Your name is Spencer Holbrook, correct? Reporting work, for duty. You work for LettermanRow.com, correct? Correct. An affiliate of On3.com, correct? That's what they tell me. Okay. Well, we want to get that ID out of the way straight up as you climb into the cockpit of the, of the Tim May Show. By the way, I started that uh, flying thing before a couple other uh, shows around the country decided to start using that same euphemism. Uh, just want to throw that in there. You know that for sure, right, Spencer? But nobody listening to this even cares about that. Uh, so I digress there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ohio State gets back to uh, duty this week. Speaking of reporting to duty in a playing form, they had the week off last week in terms of playing a game. Of course, they practiced. But uh, I think that glow from beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame uh, with one second left uh, continues for this football team. Do you agree yeah. with that, Spencer? Yeah, it, it's reflected in the way that people are starting to talk about this team. And, you know, as we inch closer to this Penn State game, you know, you look at Penn State, they've got a bye week and then a UMass game before Ohio State, and that's it. Yeah. Ohio State just has Maryland and Purdue, and Purdue doesn't look very good, but Maryland looks pretty good. So I don't know about that Purdue thing. Purdue just just whipsawed Illinois. I mean, now, don't we figure that. I mean, when you just when you think you got the Big Ten figured out this year, I'm talking about everybody below Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan, something happens. Yeah, and so I think that as we get closer to this Ohio State-Penn State game, you're going to see people begin to talk about Ohio State just like they did before the Notre Dame game, where I think a lot of people are going to be pick Penn State, and a lot of people are going to expect Ohio State to not be able to live up to the challenge. And so uh, it's interesting because the, the post-Notre Dame glow was real and folks were really giving Ohio State their flowers, I think that's going to cool off a little bit and come back down to earth before they face uh, Penn State in the horseshoe in a couple weeks. Yeah, and this one, you know, at your folly, ladies and gentlemen, skip over Maryland like Maryland doesn't even exist. Maryland's coming into Ohio Stadium 5-0. and 5-0 for the first time in a long time. She doesn't want Exactly. Uh, number one, Michael Oxley, if you look at the pro- progression of this team from when he first showed up there in, what, 2019, I think it was? Yep. Uh, till now. It has been a stepping stone. They've gotten better and better. This is a lethal team offensively. And as everybody knows, Ohio State led, what, 33-30 to 30 at one point in the uh, fourth quarter uh, at Maryland last year before finally pulling away with a with a field goal and then a late uh, defensive touchdown by uh, mm-hmm. Steel Chambers. That was a hell of a football game. And uh, it kind of was a forerunner of maybe what was coming defensively, the defensive falloff for Ohio State uh, the last three games of the year, which were Maryland, Michigan, and Georgia from the standpoint of giving up big plays. So Maryland's coming coming in having, uh, I like using this, this will be my uh, word of the day, whipsawed uh, uh, Indiana. Yeah. So we know that Maryland is probably, probably the fourth best team in the Big Ten East. I think that's a, I think that's a, a safe bet. Maryland uh, may be uh, battling with Rutgers for that because they've already beaten Michigan State in Indiana. Yeah. So uh, this is a lethal uh, Maryland team coming in with Tyler Lee uh, Tungavaloa. So it's going to be an exciting game to watch, in my opinion. They're, 
there's going to be the potential for a lot of offense in this game, which means the Ohio State defense is going to be put to the test. So we'll get, we'll get to that later. But speaking of an offense getting put to the test, that was Kyle McCord and the Buckeyes uh, two weeks ago at Notre Dame. They're, they're trailing. They need a drive. Uh, and Kyle McCord gets it done. Yeah, there were some plays he would rather have back on that ridiculous 65-yard drive uh, for the game-winning touchdown. Chip Trainum's one-yard uh, one plunge against Notre Dame's patented 10-man defense. Patented, right? Because they yeah. used it two straight times at the goal line. Yeah, 10 men in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Wow. Touchdown Jesus does not play defense, ladies and gentlemen. We found that out. But uh, I got to speak with Kyle McCord in a little one-on-one -on -one thing uh, just about what that game does for the team and what it does for him. And he has some interesting things to say about, <clears throat> yes, it gives you a little boost of confidence, but this offense is far from reaching its potential as he points out in this little clip. Yeah, yeah. and I thought, um, you know, I knew if that opportunity presented itself and we got the ball there at the end, we were gonna score. Um, just having confidence in not only myself, but the guys around me. And, um, you know, I was I was hoping that that's kind of what it came down to. And uh, for that situation to present itself on that stage, I mean, I, I think you really can't draw it up any better than that. Um, so to go out there and execute it, you know, I, I don't think anybody in the team was really surprised that we did it. I thought we were moving the ball pretty well. We just didn't put points up on the board, um, you know, as much as we should have. Yeah. Um, so to go out there and kind of cap that drive off was, was pretty cool. You know the baseball analogy, though, when you tell a pitcher, throw strikes? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's literally what you – it kind of comes down to that. Yeah. It, it, and you got to read defense and everything, but, yeah. but, but that's when you really learn about it yourself, whether you're wild high or whether you yeah. deliver the pitch, right? Yeah. No, I think, you know, at the end of the day, in the environment, you know, as crazy as it was, and, um, you know, they were a really good defense. Um, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to executing, you know, what we do. And, um, you know, it's what when we go back and watch the film, I mean, some of the plays we call there at the end were, you know, base day one install plays. Yeah. So it's just kind of reverting back to your fundamentals and uh, sticking to your rules. And I think, you know, on that type of stage, it just proves that, you know, that it's always going to get you home. It's funny how it kind of comes back down to that, no matter what the stage yeah, exactly. is, right? Hey, last thing, what, what, what do you, and you kind of touched on it right there, Kyle, where do y'all go offensively from here? Is there, not necessarily a swagger, but is there something to be said for getting it done? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From a confidence standpoint, yeah. it's there. Man, you know? I mean, to, to go out and win a game like that in the fashion we did obviously was great, and I think that confidence is huge. But going back and watching the film, it's like, man, we could have had so many more points, yeah. which is, you know, exciting. You know, obviously, you know, it's a lot better to go back and watch that film being on the winning side of things. Um, but knowing that we really haven't even scratched the surface yet with – what this offense can do, it's it's exciting. You know, it's, sometimes it's frustrating. You know, when you know, we get all the way down to the one yard line and you know we don't score. You know, that the second to last drive, getting all the way down there and not scoring. Um, but you know, I think, like I said, it's exciting knowing that we were able to put together a two minute drive like that and win a game like that, and still know that we left some money out there on the field. So I'm excited for it. That's the thing I like about Kyle McCord. Great guy to talk to. Intelligent knows he's pretty good, knows he can be a lot better, knows the offense can be a lot better. They left points. They left points on the board, as everybody knows. Actually, points not off the board. They left points on the on the uh, field uh, at Notre Dame, uh, as, you, as you and I have talked about before, with some of those fourth down plays that didn't work, et cetera. He knows they can be better offensively. And uh, so he's not resting on any type of laurels here 
uh, with a 4-0 record four games into the season. Yeah, and I think this is a good opponent to be able to show some improvement against. You talk about this as a Maryland team that uh, you know lost its two best corners from a year ago, both of them now in the NFL, uh, lost a couple guys up front on that defense. So it's not your older brother's Maryland defense. Uh, Maryland's going to have a good offense, but defensively I think they show some struggles. So Ohio State's got a chance to really take advantage of Maryland, especially – in a building that, and I'll say it all week, Tim, Ryan Day averages 69.5 points a game at home against Mike Loxley. There's only been two matchups, but they were 73-14 and 66-17. Ryan Day does not let up on Mike Loxley teams, and I don't know why, but at on the road, it's a struggle. At home, it's not a struggle. And so I think this one's going to be a little bit more of a struggle, but I would expect Ryan Day and the Buckeyes to bring their full arsenal into the horseshoe on Saturday against the Terps. We do know why, because it finally was revealed to us after the uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame game when uh, Ryan Day got got very exercised after that game about people doubting the Buckeyes from their physical standpoint. Ryan Day it does have a fire in his belly. Yeah. He just shows it against Mike Loxley in Maryland when they come here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a little segue in there. Uh, bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, that if you want tickets to Ohio State Maryland, it is homecoming for Ohio State. It's a noon start. Uh, GameTime.co GameTime.co and the GameTime app are the place to go for those tickets. Uh, they have they have tickets for every kind of event you can think of from concerts, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, tractor pulls, whatever's, whatever's out there. But the main reason you, you watch this show and the main reason you'd be interested uh, as an Ohio State fan is can I get into an Ohio State game if I haven't bought tickets yet? Yes, GameTime.co, game, the GameTime app, is your salvation in that regard. And uh, and they also have great guarantees, don't they, Spencer? Bottom line is if you find a ticket on the GameTime.co or GameTime app, if you find a ticket there and make your purchase, and then you find another ticket on another site in the same aisle, the same section, uh, game time, the GameTime app, the GameTime.co will refund 110% of the difference between that ticket and the one you found on another app. It's a great place to go. Also, with uh, if you use, what is the uh, code word? Um, Buckeyes? Buckeyes, it's use, Buckeyes. If you use the code word Buckeyes, you'll get, uh, how much off on your first first purchase? Do you remember? Uh, is it $20? I, believe, I believe it's a $20 bill, Tim. Who's on the $20 bill? It, yeah, uh, that would be, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, from Nashville. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. I, I knew his hometown, but I couldn't think of uh, the name. What yeah. do you think about that? Uh, but anyway, Andrew Jackson. You'll get an Andrew Jackson uh, back on your first purchase with uh, on the GameTime app or GameTime.co. Uh, so it is definitely, it has turned into the place to go in the aftermarket uh, ticket area. GameTime.co, GameTime app, uh, use it. Because we do, don't we? Every single time, Tim. Lady. Every time I want to get a ticket, go to the Game Time app. They've got you covered. You you used it, as I've been telling everybody, you used it to go see Lil Baby in concert last yeah. month, and I know you had a great time doing Forgot that. Forgot to bring diapers. Um, <clears throat> and the bottom line is my wife and daughter used it to go to Ohio State game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so it is definitely the place to go for that aftermarket ticket when you've gone, oh my goodness, I want to go see Ohio State play today. Boom, get on the Game Time app, and there you are. And uh, speaking of that, this is homecoming, as I mentioned a while ago. Uh, you, you brought up Maryland and uh, maybe how they're rebuilding defensively. Offensively, though, with Talia Tungavaloa, uh, 
this is a nice team, isn't it? Yeah, they've got. So this isn't again your older brothers Maryland in us, and also in a sense where Jacob Copeland has gone from this offense, Raheem Jarrett has gone from this offense, uh, uh, Dumas, the other wide receiver from last year, Demas, yeah, Demas. Uh, who who was really good. All three of those guys are gone, and so you've got new weapons breaking in. Maryland, Ty Felton, man, yeah. Ty Felton had three touchdown catches in the first half. Yeah, I think last week against Indiana, for example. I think Caden Prather is he on this roster? Maybe I think he's a pretty good wide receiver. Like they've got weapons yeah and so i think that's the one Hemby of the kid at running back is, yeah is pretty so only a sophomore roman Hemby. Get, get that's a name to know as yeah. as the rest of this big 10 after this year is going to lose some of its star power at running back roman Hemby's is going to be there next year so like ohio state as good as they've been offensively they slowed down sam hartman they slowed down uh western kentucky and austin reed yes now it's another chance to show that you can slow down the spread and you're getting into a league where you're going to face a pro style against Penn State. You're going to face a super, a souped-up pro style against Michigan. Before you can get to either of those games, though, you got to face a, a, a spread, a true spread with Maryland. And I think that the, this is a good challenge for Ohio State. Yeah, Nebraska faced that souped-up uh, pro style against uh, Michigan the other day. A lot of people thought that could possibly be a good game or possibly it wasn't upset. It wasn't from the get-go. It is what it is at this point, right? But you know what? One of the things that came in – to the four again when they really needed it for Ohio State uh, two weeks ago at Notre Dame was number eight, tight end Cade Stover. Cade Stover had 11 catches in that game, tied for the, what, the game high with the Mecca Egbuka. Unbelievable game, really, for Cade Stover. It could have been even better if that one little loop pass had just dropped in there instead of being, I'm calling it broken up instead of a dropped interception. <laughs> what, you agree? It goes it, in the stat book as one. It, you know, pass breakup instead of an interception. Uh, and uh, Cal McCord, of course, you know, thanks his lucky stars for that one. But the bottom line is, uh, Kate Stover once again stepped up when Ohio State needed him to. And I caught up with a former Ohio State tight end, Jake Ballard, having to be playing golf with him on Saturday, this past Saturday, in a scramble. By the way, the guy can hit the ball 360 yards, no effort. Uh, but that's that's a story for another day. So I don't want to digress on that one. Could he? But, have, uh, he could have probably helped the U.S. this weekend. Yeah, he helped us in that scramble. I know that, man. He drove he drove a couple of greens. He looked pretty stout. But the bottom line is, I was talking to him about playing tight end and what he sees of Cade Stover especially and his potential as a professional. As you well know, uh, Jake Ballard was on the New York Giants when they won a, won a Super Bowl. He knows about playing in the NFL and playing at that level. He thinks Cade Stover has that. But, hey, I'll let him tell you here in this little excerpt with Jake Ballard. So, Jake, what, what does this football team uh... – get from a win like that uh, we'll get into Cade Stover in a minute but what, what does this team get from that kind of victory I think it gives them a tremendous amount of um, just confidence knowing that you know believing what the coaches are teaching them and coaching them and to do you know your job to the fullest and if you you know all perform and do your assignments you know good things can happen and I think it also helps them from a standpoint of knowing they can play with the best teams in, in the uh, in college football. Yeah, what was a, do you remember a win like that from your career at Ohio State? I mean, obviously your last game was crazy. Yeah. Against Oregon. Right. But uh, and that could be one of them. But uh, a team can propel from something like this. I remember talking with Joey Bosa. You know, when they beat Penn State in 2014 over there. Yep. That shove shack, shove yep. sack. Yep. And stuff, but didn't matter. It didn't matter how it got done. It got done, and they right. they moved from there to right. another realm. Right. Um, in my 
career, I honestly, I, I don't remember any games that were knocked down, drag out, fight like that. I mean, we were in a lot of tough games and we won a lot of games. But probably the Rose Bowl, but, you know, our go-ahead touchdown, we were up by 10 points, so it's yeah. not the same. Yeah. Walk-off walk off touchdown to win the game in a hostile environment where you literally they just stole the thunder out of the Notre Dame fans. Hey, I'm trying to remember, how many catches do you have in your career at Ohio State as a tight end? <laughs> not a lot. I think I probably, I think if I remember correctly, probably about 33 catches for my career. Career. My senior year, I think I only had 11. So, you know, averaging little under one one a game. Cade Stover had 11 at Notre Dame. What does that do for him? Oh, well, Cade's been coming on ever since they moved him over to the tight end. He just brings a sense of toughness and efficiency, and obviously you can see how his teammates feel about him being voted captain. And really, it seems like any time we need a big play, if you throw it number eight's way, he's going to come through. And not just catching the ball, yards after it. You know, after the catch, he does really well. So yeah. it's it's fun to watch him play. I think he's an NFL tight end who could be have a sneaky long career um, as long as he stays healthy. What does Tim May always say about the tight end, especially in college football? Most important position on the field. No, that's not what he says at all. <laughs> he says nobody ever covers the tight end in a well, consistent basis. 100%. Why doesn't the tight end have ten catches every game? Well, it's, it's, there's only so many balls to go around now with this running clock too. It's tough. I love my buddy, Jake Ballard. We've become pretty good buddies uh, since his playing days. And you can see why. He's just a straight, straight and level uh, talker. Matter of fact, he was kind of bummed out the other day because deer season was starting and he was playing golf. And he'd rather be he'd rather be out stalking deer or sitting in a stand and letting the deer stalk him, I think is the way I put it. But uh, real quick before we go, uh, Spencer, Spencer Holbrook, thanks for joining me again on the Tim May show. Uh, Always have to say show because I want to say podcast every time. You ever have it's, those kind of words you kind of hang up? It's available on all podcast platforms, dude. Yes, that's the is. that's the joy of it. You can get it anywhere. How about show platforms? Is it available on all? Yeah. Would it be available on a, would it be a Las Vegas show? What do you think? Uh no. I don't know if they give you that. We don't have dancing. We don't have uh Al will get into what we don't have. Uh <laughs> I was about to go down a dark path there. Give me one team. Don't give me don't give me 15, don't give me three, don't give me two. Give me one team nationally right now that has caught your eye and you think uh, the, the, after the first weekend in December is going to be invited to the college football playoff that has never been in the college football 14 playoff. Give me one team. Uh, well, Florida State's already been I know there. I caught you by surprise there. Well, there's only one team, and I know who you want it to be. No, so, I'm, no, I'm so, asking you. Well, you say college football player for the first time. I mean, everyone else has been there that I think has a chance to go there. There's only really one. Well, Oregon State hadn't been there. And I'm that's it's probably Texas, I guess. But, like, I'm not really that impressed with Texas. Wow. Quinn Ewers, uh, since the Alabama game, has not looked um, like a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's looked good, not great. Uh, Texas was good against um, – Kansas's backup quarterback and held him to 250 yards, but that but, was that was that was Texas defense. Texas offense scored points. Yeah, I, I agree. Texas but, offense scored points against uh, who was it the week before? I mean uh, Baylor with a with a backup quarterback at Baylor, and they played a. Well, but that's a but weird. I'm talking about Texas's offense scored points. Yeah, I'm see, not sure where you're this going. This is where you. This is where you got me, Tim. I think you're talking more about Texas defense when you're. Uh, I'm whipping Quinn Ewers. They're going to be found I'm, out this week, one way or the other. Either them or Oklahoma. 
is going to be found out this week. Yeah, and by the end of by the beginning of December, I would imagine Texas is going to be in the college football playoff conversation because there's kind of a dearth of options in the SEC right now. Um, <laughs> there's uh, potential. <laughs> Another that, one bit the dust over the weekend. There's potential that we can talk about that later. LSU looks terrible. Uh, there's a, a possibility that the Pac-12 beats itself up. There's a possibility even. Hey, that, that these these folks behind us in the, in the Big Ten all beat themselves up. And so uh, if you look at a team for the first time making the college football playoff, I think the only answer right now uh, are the folks down in Austin. I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to make it through unscathed, um, which always puts you in jeopardy of missing a four-team playoff with one loss. But they're probably the option right now to make that field. If, if not Oklahoma, then who's going to beat Texas in the Big 12? Uh, I think it could be any week. I mean – I, I understand that this is supposed to be a different Texas, but like once you get there, then we'll talk because I've heard this is a different Texas a lot of different years and a lot of different times. And it always happens where they go on the road in a game that they shouldn't lose. They, they lay an egg in a, a, an 11 a.m. Central time spot at home and, and you, you just scratch your head and say, man, that team is so much more talented than the, the team that they just lost to. I mean, this is the same Texas team that was in a, a dogfight 10 to 10 and late in the fourth quarter with Wyoming. So like it can happen any week. I don't know who it's going to be, but if you told me at the end of the year, yeah, Texas would have made the playoff if they didn't slip up in that one game and look pretty bad in it. I, I would believe you more than if you told me, Hey, they went 12 and 0, took care of business, won the big 12 and went to the college football playoff. That that's just the way I've been. Tim, it's a, it's a 10 year sample size at this time. So you got to flip the narrative now. And, uh, well, you, you got know. a lot on your brain there about Texas, man. I was hoping you were, you were just going to say like Texas and give me one sentence. <laughs> but instead, you've got a lot of pent-up emotion. And I want to, in truth in advertising here, uh, I want to make it clear. I mean, yeah, I was born and raised in Alabama. We moved to Texas when I was 11, year old, 11 years old. Moved, I moved to Ohio when I was 22. I never, ever liked Texas. Uh, Texas was known as the elitist uh, team up there. Sort of like what what a lot of people look at when they when they think of Michigan, uh, that uh, they they consider themselves elite. The Texas X's are some of the most annoying fans out there, et cetera. I'm not a Texas guy by any stretch. If anything, I was a Texas A&M did, guy because a bunch of my friends went to Texas A&M. Didn't you? But you picked Texas to make the playoff this year, right? Oh, I think Texas yeah. is going to make the playoff this yeah. year. I think Texas could run the table. Texas might end up being the number one uh, the number one seed in the playoff this year, based on what I saw from. Georgia over the weekend, for example. So uh, uh, that has nothing to do. I'm just trying to be objective, not subjective in this thing. You're you're being very subjective on. I just want to see dislike it. Dislike for Texas and I, and uh, Steve Sarkeesian whether they, I don't whether they can continue this run. I know. I'm just trying to. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't dislike. I don't dislike Texas at all. I don't have a, an issue with. Sounded Texas. like you dislike Texas, I, ladies and gentlemen. No, like I, he thinks Texas once again is overrated. I think we're going to find out. Is this? Uh, as this season goes along. But uh, I don't mean to put words in his mouth, but, but I might as well. It's the Tim May show, right? Yeah, I guess now I'm labeled Spencer Holbrook, Texas hater. Come at me. It sure uh, sounded like it, didn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Send your cards or letters uh, or uh, emails. Uh, you know, you'll find the email address at the bottom of the show here. But uh, bottom line is I want to ask you this. Give me one other team that's going to make the college football playoff that you that you feel for certain right now. Uh, Georgia. I I don't think Georgia is one of the three or four best teams in the country right now. I don't see a way that they lose a game, though. I look at Kentucky, 
Who, don't go through their whole schedule. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. going to. Okay. But like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you three challengers okay. for Georgia. Okay. None of them can beat Georgia. Yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky, who's not going to beat Georgia this Saturday in Athens. Yeah. Uh, I think it's after a, a bad performance at at Auburn, I don't think Georgia's losing that game. I look at Tennessee, who just doesn't have it. I I don't. I don't think Tennessee's got it to beat Georgia. I don't think they have the horses. And then the SEC championship game is either going to be LSU who got their, their dogs walked uh, on Saturday, Alabama, who d- has real issues on offense, and Georgia's... You know, you're not going to name 50 teams now. No, I'm naming three. I'm giving you three. Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. I don't think any of those three teams who are the biggest challengers left on the schedule yeah. are going to beat Georgia. Therefore, I think Georgia's going to go 13-0, make the college football playoff. I think Kentucky's got a hell of a shot at them this year. I got a hell of a shot at them this week because I think Kentucky's playing defense better than it ever has under Stoops. And I think I think they've got a shot at them. Let's put it that way. I just keep remembering back to Georgia. Georgia, for all intents and purposes, should have been beaten by at Missouri last year. Yeah. We'll see what Missouri brings to them. Uh, Missouri had them on the ropes. Missouri's good. Go. Yeah, exactly. But this game this year should be in Athens. I do believe mm-hmm. I haven't yep. checked the schedule. Yep. Uh, Missouri, a big member of the SEC East. <laughs> but uh, – that's yeah. the way things are, ladies and gentlemen, modern college football. Uh, just when you think you've got geographically in your head what things should look like, they don't look like that. And it's going to be even more obtuse uh, next year. But uh, thanks for that in- insight. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Georgia has the easiest path. You know why? Because they might be in the third toughest or maybe fourth toughest conference in the in major college football this year. What do you think? You might be on to something, Tim. I wrote on LettermanRoad.com on Sunday afternoon after watching you know, we're in the press box every yeah. Saturday. This Saturday we weren't. So I had the quad box going from YouTube TV, not a sponsor. Uh, and uh, the quad box was watching four them. games at once. And I started to think to myself, by the end of that 3.30 slate, I looked at, at the TV and I said, man, the SEC stinks. This league is not. Yes. It's not a uh, it's not a good league this year. And, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, with the uh, with the SEC, there's a dearth of options for the college football playoff in that conference. And I think Georgia is – Really, the only team that I would be confident in saying, like, "Yep, that team," because like A and M lost yeah. badly to Miami, Texas or Texas beat Alabama at Alabama. Like, you, you tell me that those two teams who we're going to face off this week, yeah, uh, both get another loss by the end of the season. LSU's already got two losses. It's Georgia or bust almost for this SEC in the college football playoff, which is just weird to say yes, on is. the second of October. But that's where we are, Tim. Would, would it be? Would it be ironic? Uh, if in the final year of the four-team college football playoff, if two teams from the Pac-12 made the playoff and no teams from the SEC made the playoff, wouldn't that be – that wouldn't oh. even be ironic. That would be – that would be earth-tilting, wouldn't it? It would be lovely. I would – I would. I think it would be lovely. I would it love could that. happen. Yeah, I mean, next week on the 14th, uh, Washington and Oregon play. And if one of those, whoever wins that game, if the other one turns around and beats that up, the other one in the Pac-12 championship game, you're looking at two one-loss teams with just losses to each other. Yeah. Put them both in. Because yeah. I tell you what, Tim, I know USC's not making the college world playoff. I am 100% confident in saying that right now. You ever see a tree that's leaning? You ever see a tree that's leaning and it keeps leaning but hadn't fallen yet? Yeah. Okay. It falls that's, eventually. That's USC because... You know, I don't think you. I'm not, I'm not sure you could count on scoring. Maybe they can scoring 45 points a game for the for the rest of the season because defensively that team is in a world of hurt. But we'll get into that later. It's ugly. You know, 
It may even happen this weekend. Who knows? Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining uh, joining me on the Tim May Show and Spencer Holbrook being my co-pilot once again. You were able-bodied co-pilot there. You put us into a little bit of a loop and then a, uh, a little bit of a split S there when you started talking about Texas. You saw how I responded, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.